that everything that would come out of our mouth would be a sweet, sweet sound to Jesus. Think of that. Again, we say we worship Him is how we live our life. Amen? How we Amen. When there's an occasion for you could I won't say justify, but you could really run your mouth at somebody because they got it coming and nothing but love comes out of your mouth. That's the sweet sound of Jesus. That's how you worship Him and sacrifice of praise. Mm. That might be a great tool there to help us out. Uh, when we have a, a rough day and we want to, we want to handle things our own way. But we let the Master, let Jesus, His thoughts in our lives and His Word is just out of our mouths will come nothing but sweetness. Mm. Amen. We're going to break bread here in just a moment or two. Communion. But I, want, I was blessed this week. I want to share something with you. Uh, uh, when I got born again back in 20... Oh, back in 2000. Uh, the church we was going to up in Roscoe, Pastor Jim Gross's church. And when I got born again... And they had just moved into church from the 6th Street Church where I started going a couple of weeks earlier. I walked down the steps uh, in that church to go to the restroom and go past the classrooms. And there was a picture hanging on the wall. And I stopped and I looked at it. And I started crying. I mean, it, it spoke to me. It spoke to me so much. And a lot of times folks would say, well, you know, start, how do you get started in this type of ministry? And so I just want to take two minutes. I was just want to show you this picture that spoke to me. Was, I think Bread sang a song back in the seventies. If a picture paints a thousand words, like and uh, in Hebrew thirteen three, it says, "Remember them that are unbound, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body." And this was probably on a paper or news, maybe Life magazine. But this is the picture there. And we have a lady here. You tell she's homeless. She's pushing a grocery cart. You see the frustration in her face. Holding like this on the telephone. Trying to find some help. You know, I wonder who's on the other end of that phone at that time. I wonder how she got that way. You know, lose her job. Or did she fall into temptation and everybody left her alone? I don't know. But I just want to, can you guys see that okay? But that's, that's what, right then in 2000, the way he birthed in my heart, to see someone else's pain and suffering, and that Jesus, He took our pain and our suffering, relieved us from our iniquities. You can pass that around if you want to this week. That's what just, uh, and that's how the ministry here was was molded that way. It just really spoke to me. Now here we are. I don't know, nineteen years. I don't remember. Nineteen years. Yeah, nineteen years into the, the ministry, and how many lives that y'all helped touch, and our own lives. Amen. Because of love of the Lord and kindness to one another. But. Uh, yeah, I thought we'd just pass it around and look at it. And I asked the pastor for a couple weeks ago, I played darts on Wednesday nights. 
Thursday nights. Yeah, I'm here on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And uh, he moved up to St. John's Church on Orange Street. And I asked him, you know, I've tried and tried for years to research online to find that picture. I typed it everywhere. Good. Lady of the grocery cart. Couldn't find it. And uh, that picture belonged to his wife, uh, Robin, Robin Gross. And she passed away you know, a couple years ago. But yeah, I remember, let's see if I can find it. And he found it last week and gave it to me. And I was going to make a copy of it. And he said, now I want you to keep that. But you just never know what will speak to somebody's life, you know, uh, how God can change us or just, oh, there's your Esther moment. Like, oh, man, that's what I'm called to do. And you've all been called that way, too. That's why you're here. But, uh, but this morning we're going to break bread, have communion. And Jesus did this around the table. We call it the Last Supper. And it was the Last Supper He would share with them. Uh, before his body was glorified. But for each one of us here, it's the same way with the disciples that night around that table. That he knew he was going to go away. He knew that we would be left with his ministry. Uh, that we would be the same as he. Everything they did to Jesus, they would do to us, his followers. So he wanted to encourage us. Because the number one thing we remember when we take communion, that Jesus Christ died for your sins. He paid the penalty for our sins. And I, t- I tell you, it's, you have to understand, when He died on that cross, He's finished. Every sin in the past, present, and future had been forgiven. He died for them. Think of that. All paid for. The worst sinner out there right now, or the worst sinner right in here, if we can't leave ourselves out, here He paid the penalty for that sin. Wow. Paid for his death, and those of us who turn to him and receive that forgiveness, he lit. Yes, Lord, huh. we deserve that. We deserve hell, but man, you're so merciful. Yes, come into my life. Forgive me, and he comes in with a requirement. I will live in you. You are my hands. My feet, you're my voice. We need to die to the, and I say this, to the fleshly desires that we've always had when we were born. Because we were all born in sin. Amen? Think of that. So he paid the penalty. He gives eternal life. If I were still here upon this earth in in this bone and blood, flesh body, we are his. No longer our own. And he warns us, hey, listen, what they've done to me, we've been sharing this last couple of weeks through the message, they're going to do it to you. As you share his love, as you stand up for him, refusing to fall into the traps of the world, refusing to hate people, love enough to share the gospel, they're going to ridicule you, make fun of you, they're going to walk away from you, some family members might leave you for a while. But he tells us that as we speak his word, it will not come back void. They'll do exactly what he intended it. And that's what he's given to us. Followers of Jesus. Remember that. Followers, not fans. We can all be a fan. But to follow him. Never ever will we see death. For those of us who follow Jesus. 
Oh, this body might stop, but my spirit, my soul, is going to live forever in a place called heaven because of Jesus. And those of you who have received Him and following Him, the same thing. That's an awesome thing to do. You know, this past week, it just seemed like I've been on fire sharing the gospel to different people, witnessing to them. And I just thank the Lord I was able to have a lunch. I don't know what day this week, Thursday maybe, Wednesday. With a fellow I worked with, we were with him, retired several years now. But they were talk about old time. He was there for two hours eating dinner. But he doesn't know Jesus. And I was able to share the gospel to him in such a way, I mean, that's mantra men, you know, retired cops. But God's word penetrated his heart. And his eyes just got teary-eyed and he tried to laugh things off a little bit and then he got serious about it. And listened more and more and more. I got to sow the seeds into his heart. And the Lord will take it from there. We'll meet again. But it's just, you know, you think, well, how's he going to receive it? You know, um, maybe he won't receive it. Maybe he won't want to be my friends anymore. But if I'm truly his friend, and I know the way, the truth, and the life, I'm going to share that. And look how it turned out. Man, he was really grateful about it. Give me a big hug when we got done. I just thank the Lord for that. Okay? And you all, we're all the same way. You have folks that you want to witness to, but you're, we don't want to be rejected from them, right? We don't want them to shut down and not talk to us. But at the same time, what we have is so important that the Holy Spirit lead us in a way to present it. And uh, so I just thank God for that opportunity and and, uh, and for the ministry here. I just... It's just catching more and more on fire. And not by the chili soup, but the Word of God. The Word of God. So don't, don't be bashful when it comes to sharing the truth. You know, let the Holy Spirit lead you. He'll show you how, how far to go and what to say. Sometimes, He'll just say nothing at all. You know, because His Spirit is there and your presence is you can just sit down with somebody who's going through a tough time and that might be all that he wants you to do that day just sitting there bringing comfort to somebody but they're going to remember that amen and that's what Jesus did look at ones who rejected him oh man look look how many people came to him cause of his death man people were rescued and soon he went to heaven and the Holy Spirit dropped and the church got started we had 3,000 coming, 5,000 coming to the knowledge of Jesus. Amen? Think of that. Because they were sold out to Jesus. They, they knew what they had. They knew that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody's going to stop them. No matter what they did to Him. We know the way. You know? And Christ died for me. I'm willing to die for Him physically, but and also my needs. Making a difference. So may He continue to strengthen us. Continue to call out to Him. Continue to, to study His Word. You know, maybe the priority in our life now. Because <clears throat> it's like, well, next week's the Super Bowl. We'll put it that way, okay? And we are in the Super Bowl, I believe, right now of the church age. Meaning the church age is going to be done before long. Understand that? We'll hear that trumpet sound. And Christ is coming back for those who are following the church. And the Holy Spirit, the church will be removed from here. Man. So, very soon. It's kind of like me and Fernando playing football together on the same team. 
And man, we've been beat up all the time. Man, we've been up in the last almost four quarters. We've we got one minute to go. One minute to go. And we go up there together. We're dragging our feet up there. We're down here. But you know, we got one minute. So we're going to give it everything we've got. We don't care about the pain right now. We don't care about anything holding us back. we got one minute to go for victory, and we're not going to stop. And boom, we give it all we got. Ladies, you don't understand football. I can't help you on that part, okay? But we have to see that the Spirit of God has to reveal to us. We are all on that one minute to go. One minute to go. Man, and it's going to be over with. Victory and victory and victory, but it's up to us. If we say, oh, we're done now. A minute ago, we've done enough. Lay down. The ball runs over the top of our head, down the other end, and they get a touchdown. We lose the game. We might have a lot of victory, but we lost the Super Bowl. And the devil wants us to get that way in our lives. Hey, I've done enough. How much more do I need to do, Lord? He said, okay, are you hanging on the cross yet? But He'll strengthen us. Remember, we're His. He supplies our needs. He gives us that strength. We just give all that we have. And soon, oh, soon He's coming. He is coming. Coming for the church. Coming for everything. We tell you, encourage yourselves. Help folks who are teetling. Like, oh, I don't know. But the old way was easier. You know, it was easier to live in sin. You know why? Everybody accepted you. Yeah. But boy, when, when you're caught out, you get, and you're trying to alive, you get caught out. No. That's when people start turning away. You know, they have this thing out there called exercise. I've heard about quite often, okay? And I can tell you anything about exercise, and there is. Uh, it's a pain, yes. Amen. Amen. But we can know everything about exercising, but never exercise ourselves. You know? Everybody else could be getting healthy around us, but here we are. But when we apply that to our own self, man, the different it makes in our life. And the healthier we get, the more we can be out there sharing the gospel. Or sitting sharing the gospel. Or on the phone sharing the gospel. Writing in them cards that you folks, a lot of people are saying cards for encouragement. That's awesome. But applying what God says and what Christ has done to our lives. That's what makes a difference in our life. You know, we were saying that one song, and I didn't want to interfere with it, but about bringing your burdens, laying your burdens down, the lies and the doubts and stuff, surrender all to Him. And that's where we got to get. You know? Get to that point, just, ah, it's all yours, Lord. All yours. If you've been holding anything back, surrender it. Confess it to Him. Give me strength, God. And He will. He will. He'll strengthen you. He, he saw you. Jesus on the cross. He saw you. He saw this generation. You're exactly where God wanted you to be at this timeline. Because He knows you can do it with His Son Jesus. Accomplish many, many things because of Him. And those heavy burdens on your heart now that you've been praying for loved ones and stuff. Hey, He sees it. Keep praying. Keep speaking my word. You'll see things take place. You know, as we go through life, we see a lot of things that God has done in our lives. Many of us right now could testify of tremendous things that He's done from feeding us one day, healing us another day, all this. And it builds up and builds our faith up in Him.
And he did that when they left Egypt. If you remember, they were in captivity. He's crying out. And he said, okay, it's going to be kind of tough for you guys, but we're going to do something first. And he had this thing called the, the Ten Plagues. Do you all remember hearing about that? And each time he did that plague, and, and his people saw that, wow, how strong is our God? But build up their faith. Why? Because he knew very shortly they were going to have to cross the Red Sea. Now, how much faith is it going to take you to go through there? I'm a bunch of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'd have my flippers on, my waders on, and we're going through and not trust him. But see, he had to build that up. Because he wanted it. They wanted it. They wanted to be set free. He gave them every opportunity, but they had the faith in him to cross that, that river, that sea. And so when they got to it, oh, it was no way across. Of course, they started grumbling, right? Although, oh, we should have stayed back there. We should have stayed back there. But God wasn't done yet. He found a man of great faith. His name was Moses. Stood up there. Lifted that staff. And God parted the waters. Wow. So we're going to have grumbling people among us. People say, oh, well, don't do that. Or I don't say, I don't do this. Okay? And you have other ones with great faith. You bring the two together and we can get through this thing called life. Amen? Amen. But when we get sold out to God, we know what He did and what He says, and that He is true to His Word, we find it easier and easier to surrender things to Him. And that's how God changes your life. And that's how God uses us to help change other people's lives. By following Him and being sold out to Him. So the victories you have, fantastic. But He's still building your faith more and more. Because who knows what we're going to encounter. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I really believe it's going to be awesome. For most people, are going to be screaming and crying and scared to death. We're going to stand there in victory of the Lord. And we're going to speak His Word. And we're going to comfort people. We're going to show them the light. And they're going to come out of darkness and realize the lies that they've been fed and how gullible they were. Because they didn't know. And there you're going to be standing there sharing the glory of God. All for His glory. Oh man, awesome days. Awesome days. Just got to get ready though. More in the Word. More in the faith. If you make it, you said earlier, you know, Bible study, if you make it down. If you're scared to come to Bible study, I was that way one time. But we don't call upon you any questions, you know. Okay. Uh, it would be like, uh, alright Charlie, uh, can you name the 95 Thesis? No, I can't either. Okay. No, it's a learning atmosphere. Teaching. Carol does most of the teaching. Amen. And so we come to learn. So I encourage you, if you can, I know the weather can be bad at times and sometimes we can drive it dark. But when you have able, man, just come and, and listen and, and be fed more and more and get stronger in the Lord. Because I'm telling you what, man, this is awesome. Awesome time of life to be alive. Amen. But we are going to share in communion today. The Master said, now do this, and do this in remembrance of me. And we just shared a lot of things to do. Why we want to do it in remembering Him. You know, be encouraged about it. If you get down and out, jump back in the, the four Gospels. Read what Christ has done. Then jump in the book of Acts and see what Christ has done through the, the apostles and disciples. Then keep your own journey. Every time you, every, every victory you have, write it down. 
with a small bick. Man, I just needed a gallon of milk today. And someone gave me a gallon of milk. That's, wow, that's a praise report. That would encourage you as time gets tougher and tougher. God has never forsake me. He has never left me. And you've never seen his children out begging for food. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the encouragement your word gives us. We thank you, Father, for Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice on that cross. Yeah, we gather here today to remember that sacrifice and the dedication of our lives to the Lord to follow Him and willing to do the same that He has done for us for Your glory. God, we thank You. Thank You for the strength we receive from You, the strength and the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank You, God, for the opportunity You give us daily to worship You, honor You, and share with others, God. To you always be the glory. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you for giving us from. We're still not perfect. We have that desire. Thank you for not forsaking us or leaving us. And thank you for the trust you placed in us. That we have placed our trust in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome, awesome. Mm. Everyone who's here today is unique. Everyone is, is different. Some of you really are different. But that's what, I mean, that's what God wants. Through each one of us here, our different personalities, our different likes and stuff, we all love the Master, but He allows us to fit in to the cracks of society that needs that help that only you can bring through Him. What is your background in life? What's your hobbies? What do you like to do? He uses that in order to reach out to somebody in that same area. Okay? I mean, I can relate pretty well with other police officers. I relate pretty well with those who've been to prison and back. I relate somewhat to those who farm. That's been my background. Okay, but I couldn't relate to ladies who sew, <laughs> bakers. I mean, I've never—I don't think I ever baked anything except oh, cut out cookies. I've done that before. But every one of us have a way uh, of sharing the gospel based upon what your background is. Yeah, I have a pretty easy because I can take uh, the background of my law enforcement days and use it and compare the laws of the land to the laws of God. And so when I talked to you, I did that with John, you know. Uh, and John's homecoming party, I was able to use his life and what he's done before and uh, not everything he's done. <laughs> thank God. Amen. We thank God. Because he delivered me and him both. But to use that background, think about right now, whatever that space where you have, bakers, uh, gardeners, uh, sewers, is that what you guys call it? Sewers, knitters, uh, carpenters. Electricians, how can you take your background and relate the gospel through that to somebody? You ever think about that? Sometimes we look at the gospel, we look at the Word of God, and you get really nervous, like, how can I tell anybody? I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Hey, if you're born again, you you got enough inside of you. You have that faith that God deposited upon you. Amen? And so, He will take that background 
and, and he'll give you little uh, words to say. You know, if, I mean, if me and Fernando, I'm going to pick on you today. You're front row today, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Last week I threw out the front row, you know, but uh, yeah. But but if, if you and I worked in law enforcement together, and I want to share with you, and uh, we, we talk about maybe the laws of the land, you know? And if you didn't know the Master yet, you know, maybe you knew of God, but and not really receiving it because. We're a lot better than the bad guys we used to chase, you know. God loves us more than them. We know that. <laughs> no, He doesn't. He loves us the same. Okay? And when I was talking to my friend the other day, we had a guy we should rest all the time. I made a good retirement out of this one guy. Uh, but he was, he was always uplifting. You almost hate to arrest him, you know. But yeah, he got me. He'd, he'd go to prison, come back, and come back around here for a while, even in the ministry and stuff. And he messed up. I think I don't, I can't keep track of where he is anymore. And uh, But he's, I mean, the friendliest person in the world. I mean, he, he could rob you and make you laugh at the same time, okay? And so I asked my friend, I said, now listen, I said, you know, uh, we was talking a little bit about the Lord and stuff. I said, I got a question. I said, think about this. When you die, Will you be in heaven or hell? Because well, I'll, I'll be in hell waiting for him to mention the guy's name, waiting for him to show up. <laughs> I said, really? I said, I know you want to laugh about that. But you realize if you and I were chasing that bad guy down the street, and all three of us got hit by a car and died, we'd all be in hell. We'd all be in hell. Because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I said, hey, you know, he kind of looked at me and said, yeah, this is a, we've all sinned. But God offers that forgiveness. So I shared with him, you know, about when we were in law enforcement, we stopped somebody running the stop sign. And you walk up to the car and you say, hey, buddy, you run that stop sign. Yeah, I know. Well, it's going to cost you a $125 fine. What do you mean? I see $125. Who are you, the judge? I said, No. But the judge already passed penalty on that sin, on that law. It's going to cost you $125. So I'm going to give you a warning this time. But next time it's going to cost you $125. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. See how, how, how excited they are now? They got, a, they got a, a fine coming because they broke the law. They admitted they broke the law. And you're going to give them a break. It's kind of like Jesus would say, go and run stop sign no more. Okay? So, boom. So I'm explaining this to him, you know. I said, you know, we don't, when we tell someone what sin is and what's going to happen when you stay in that sin, we're not judging anybody. We're just telling what God has already done to sin. He judged it. And someone's going to pay that penalty. I said, you know, it'd be like you get a ticket and you go in front of the judge. And we got, I like our judge in town. You might not like him, but I do. I care if I seem to do a lot of good for people. But I've never once seen a judge say, okay, Sharky, boom, you're guilty. Yes, I am. 30 days in jail. Oh, okay. But, he gets up, takes his, he takes his gown off. I'm going to do the time for you. Wow. He's going to do that for me? Man. I says, that's what Christ has done for us. We deserve hell for eternity. But man, 
He has died, paid our penalty. He took that, that gown off and went to hell in my place and paid that penalty. Got his attention then by sharing that part. And went through more and more. But see, I could relate to him because of law enforcement. I mean, all the ugly stuff that we saw. Some people in law enforcement, military, EMS, even yourselves, wherever you're at, you get the point, if there is a God, why does this stuff happen? Well, He loves us, but He gave us free will. It's like going home to get children, grandchildren hanging around, and they're over visiting you. And you say, hey, i got to go wait for a little while. Uh, uh, there's pizza in the icebox. You can cook it up and uh, you watch the TV. But don't tear the house up. Okay, don't. And so you're gone. You're going wherever you're at. Uh, where you want to go. That's where you went. Well, I stopped by. Hey, is, is George home? No, no, mom and dad's gone. Oh, okay. Well, you want to come in? Yeah, okay. Step in. And the kitchen is tore up. The living room is tore up. I mean, the music is so loud. There's, uh, the place is tore up. I said, my land, what kind of parents do they have? Look at this. Look at this place. And you walk out and think, boy, if, I, if they had some decent parents, it wouldn't look like that. Well, they had decent parents. They provided everything they needed. Right? But gave them a warning. Hey, listen, don't tear the place up. But they decided to tear it up. Well, you come back home, you give them instructions, they clean it up, and you start over again. That's where the world is right now. Things are happening because God gave us free will, and instead of applying His words to our life, other world, we let it go out the window, and we start doing things our own way. Start doing things that we thought was right or felt good. And look at the place today. But the hope of the world today is... Christ in you. Christ living in us and living through us. Making a difference where we live at. Wherever you're at, it'd be like a little little light shining right there from your household. You know? Now Chuck and Marty's wee light shining up and over over there, Jeff and Gail's wee down the high rise, yours and High-rise could be like a big tower of lights for, those, for all those who are born again. But wherever we go, to take His love and His light with us. So, in your life, and I'm just sharing this here, this, is just, this isn't a message for the day. God kind of took it a different way, but we'll catch up next week, right? Amen. But, what He wants to encourage everyone, that you do have a testimony. That you're learning the Word of God. You might not know as much as I do, but I don't know much uh, as much as that next person. I know what I know. And I wrap it around the things I've been involved with in my life. And you're the same way. I, I imagine if you're, if you're a baker, you're probably uh, coming together with other bakers once in a while. You know, you see me do my cookie thing a few years ago. I'm a mess. Yeah, you remember that, don't you? But you can relate to it. Uh, carpenter, how, how you build stuff, you got to measure. And, so, so just walk in confidence. Of who's in, in you. That he'll give you wisdom and guidance. And he'll give you, he'll, he'll speak out of your mouth like, wow, you weren't even expecting that. If you ever say stuff, you, I mean, good stuff. <laughs> you ever witness someone and you say, wow, 
Where'd that come from? Amen? You ever had the Word of God come back to you you hadn't thought about for a long time? Where'd that come from? The Holy Spirit. If we are willing to serve as you are, that's why you're here, trust in Him. He'll bring people across your path. Now I'm getting the point now at my favorite store, Walmart. Uh, but, I, but I know the, some of the cashiers by name. I know the background. I mean, I got two or three of my, I'll pick out. I've prayed with some of them before. And even the fellow who, who, who checked your receipt, might I see your receipt? And I shared with him the other day, I was walking out, and he says, right, can I see your receipt? And I said, well, hang on, I could not find I mean, I look at you. Remember I watched Columbo? I got my vest on, I got my long jean jacket, I got like 15 pockets. And of course, I was talking to the cashier, so I don't know where my receipt is. I said, yeah, hang on a second. And I'm like Columbo, I could not find that thing. And other people were coming to go through, and he say, can I see your receipt? And some say, oh, here it is. Other ones say, you don't need to see this. And really got nasty with the guy. I mean, I know this guy now, I know that his parents passed away, his wife has passed away, everything about him now. And I'm trying to find this thing. I'm getting about half agitated with myself in my wallet trying to find it. He says, well, yeah, go ahead and go on. I said, no, 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 you got to do your job. And the Lord spoke to me. Is, you know, I'll be done. But he says, I got 20, normally it's 20 seconds of inconvenience. Pull my receipt out and he looks at it. I'm thinking, what I, why would I be stealing it? But he looks at that. Back, went back, 20 seconds. And I walk away. That guy keeps his job. I'm not sure if he could be employed anywhere else. You got me? But there he is. He has a job. Can I see your receipt? Well, here. Yes, you can. But but, but he's employed. And all I have to do is give 20 seconds of my freedom to help him out. Isn't it awesome how God can give you a different insight to things? Turn things around from being an inconvenience or, yeah, what are you doing this for? Huh? Who cares? I got my stuff. I got it out of there. Mm. I was talking to my friend the other day. Again, one of the witnesses, too. And he, he, he hates. He lives out. He don't live around here. But he hates going to Walmart because they want to check your receipt. And they stopped him the other day. You guys see your receipt? What are you saying? I'm shoplifting? I said, no, no, I just need to see. You must think I stole something. I'll show you my receipt when you get the local police down here. You get security over here. I'll show you my receipt. I wouldn't steal. You call. I'm a oh, no, very obnoxious. Okay, he needs Jesus. Okay, that's what we're trying to trying to get to him. But it, this is a, this is funny though in a way because through all this stuff, refuse this, refuse that. He walks out the door and gets past the little beeper thing. Beep, 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 beep. He had a he had a, a razor blades. Apparently, had one of them little tracker things on it. And when he he went through self checkout and it didn't cancel, he had to go back in the store. Oh, that's funny, you know. That is funny, huh? Oh no, 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 it wasn't him. No, no. But it just I thought it was hilarious in a way. And so it just shows that he gets frustrated a lot. But when Christ you know, Christ gets into his life, it's gonna bring him a peace over him, you know. We all have inconvenience, but you know, we look at inconveniences just looking more as an opportunity. An opportunity to share God's love and to bless people. Amen. Amen. But that's what the Lord laid in my heart during communion is to share today and just again encourage one another. And if you are here today, man, you're coming, listen to the Word of God, but you just don't have Him yet as your Savior. You haven't surrendered your life to 
haven't been born again. Man, I'm glad to speak with you here. I had to close out this gathering here. We got soup today. We have chili soup and we got vegetable soup. I don't recommend it, but I made it. But uh, we can sit here and talk and just share the gospel uh, and encourage you. Not here, like I told my buddy, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm just here to tell you. You got to make your own decision. You know, I can't drag you down the altar. I mean, I could. Well, I help my son, maybe. Uh, but it's got to be moving in our heart. So we just keep hearing the Word of God, encouraging one another, praying for one another. And soon, one of these days, this will all be over with. But until then, may we be faithful to the Lord. And we'll hear, welcome home, my faithful servant. Amen? Amen. Well, Father, we do thank you for the gathering this morning. I just love the presence you had today in our praise and worship. I thank you for gathering with us. I thank you for touching our lives and, and strengthening us, Lord. And Oh, I just thank you for everything, God. And Lord, we step back out into the world here in just a couple of minutes. We know you're already there. You already have plans and purpose for us that we follow you, Father God. Every day will be just like you described for us, Lord. And we'll carry on your kingdom to those around us. Father, we pray for our nation today. We pray for those who are coming against our nation. Those who are trying to destroy what you established, Father God. That they would be found out, removed, and justice be served. But God, even in that, we pray that their eyes be open, Recognize the lies of the devil that they've been hearing and following. And they repent from their sins and receive you as Savior and Lord. And Father, for those out there today that are raising up, who, who loves this country based upon your word that would establish our Constitution, and those who love you, God, we just pray a hedge of protection around them today, that they be safe, that they be, they be strengthened, Lord God, and, and a calling you have in their life, it shall take place. That good shall overcome evil, Father. And Lord, we pray for our children today, our children's children's children. We place a hedge of protection around them, the blood of Christ over them, and declare that they will know Christ Jesus as Savior. Lord, they're our inheritance. We have a good inheritance, Father. And even though there might be walking in dry areas now, your word tells us a flood's coming, Lord. And your word says you will rescue them. You will rescue them. We stand upon that today, Father. We pray for all those in authority over us today, Lord. We pray for their eyes to be open to the truth. We pray they will govern us in a fair way, honorable way. And God, through all this, may this nation continue to turn back to you. That we allow you to do what you want to do. And that is show the world your son Jesus. You got all this to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now close with the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he call his face to shine upon you. And may he be gracious to you. And may he turn his face toward you. And give you peace. And may that peace walk with you. May be in your household, your employment, or wherever you go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.